over the years, longevity has been something that's talked about frequently in the music industry. Like, how long is an artist going to stay around? How long is an artist going to stay relevant? Do you listen to the same artist for 20 years? And the same thing goes for hip-hop, at least more so recently, because it is one of the newest genres of music. Welcome to the Bar for Bar podcast, and this week, we're going to talk about longevity in hip-hop, as well as a little bit on how inaccessibility may affect that longevity. So a few orders of business before we get into the topics at hand. First, if you're new here, welcome. Hello, this is the Bar for Bar podcast. If you aren't subscribed, consider subscribing because I do podcasts like this where I talk for 20 to 30 minutes on a particular topic. Sometimes there's interviews instead. And I also do music reviews and lyric breakdowns. So if you're into any of that, subscribe, please, because that helps me out. I don't make any money, so it's helpful. Uh, second, I'm standing. I'm, yeah, I'm just, I, I sit a lot, so I just wanted to change things up. Third, there was no Barf Bar Weekly last week, but that doesn't mean it's going away. I just didn't feel like doing it. That's all. Now, getting into the topic. Longevity. What does longevity mean? So, <clears throat> there's two main definitions. One is long life. Okay? And the second is long existence or service. Now, as far as music is concerned, it's a little bit different to me. Uh, it's, a, it's a mix of both, I'd say, actually. So, first, longevity is how long do people listen to your music? Are people going to be listening to your music one year later, two years later, five years later, 10, 20? Does it hold up that long, basically? And do you, as an artist, have the longevity for that for people to continue to listen to your music? Like, people who have been in the game for a long time, are they going to still provide a certain level of quality that people will want to return to years down the line. So to kind of give a better example or another example, I guess, let's look at this. Well, another, another thing to consider this era of music or hip hop, especially is the microwave era. What that means is it's quick and easy to make, not necessarily, but it's quick and easy and, you know, doesn't necessarily last that long. A better way to think of it is, you know, when you have some like frozen food, let's say, that you're going to cook up in the microwave, sometimes they also give you the option to cook it in the oven, but you're like, no, I'm going to just go and do it quick. So when you microwave it, you put it in there for a few minutes, and it comes out, it's hot, right? But that's just the outside. The middle of it is still frozen. So it's missing something. Whereas if you were to do the same thing in the oven, it's going to be fully cooked. And everything is going to be thoroughly, you know, warmed. Another thing to consider is, hey, maybe you're going to go and make your own food instead. You're going to take a little bit more time, cook something up on the stove, in the oven, put a little bit of love into it, and I can almost guarantee that it's going to taste better than whatever the hell you just microwaved. <laughs> so that's kind of how I think of longevity. 
a lot of music these days can be considered microwave music. Or, I mean, like I said, we're in the microwave era. I hate that term, by the way. But, I mean, the, the idea is that the music that we're getting is a little bit more quickly made. There's less love input it into. There's less love put into it. And it's just not satisfying. It's not, it doesn't satisfy your hunger. It's not very fulfilling. Whereas, I guess oven wrap, as I can call it now, is something that people put a little bit more time and love into. And because they have done so, you can savor it and it's going to taste better and it'll sit with you longer. Because, you know, when you actually cook something, you'll, you'll probably actually feel full rather than if you were to microwave something that's processed. But that's not the topic at hand. So that's kind of where I'm coming at for this topic. So the best examples of longevity in hip-hop that I can bring up right now is Jay-Z and Nas. Both of them are artists that, whenever they drop, people are going to go and listen to. People who appreciate rap music are going to go and listen to Jay-Z or Nas or both whenever they drop because they have the longevity. They have both been in the game for about 30 years at this point and continue to put out solid music. I mean, Nas just dropped King's Disease, which was a pretty solid album. Uh, Not my favorite of last year, but Apparently, everyone loves it and will come after me if I say anything otherwise. (laughs) But, you know, it's a solid album. And then I think the last album that Jay-Z dropped, solo album that is, was 444, which dropped 2016, 2017, one of those two. And before that, the last album that he had dropped was in 2013, Magna Carta Holy Holy Grail. And with Nas, it was Nazir, which dropped 2017, something like that. Was it? Might have been. I, I don't remember now. And I'm not going to look it up. But the thing is, people still went and checked out those other albums, right? Even though they weren't necessarily the best albums. Like, Magna Carta wasn't that great. It was okay. And same thing with Nazir. It, it wasn't great. I I trash on it all the time. <laughs> but, you know, it was... They were albums that people were like, Oh, they dropped a new album? I gotta go listen to it. So, you know it's they have that potential along with that comes how often people listen to their old music with Nas for example Illmatic just turned 27 and people are still listening to it Illmatic is a classic like just I mean it is I don't have to argue that and New York State of Mind is still one of the best intro songs to an album because I don't know of any other album or song sorry that can actually put you in the New York state of mind like that. He literally transported you to New York in 1994. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, even even if you're listening to it right now, you'd be like, okay, well, I guess I'm going back in time now. Like, it's one of those albums that, or one of those songs and albums that can do that. With Jay-Z, people still listen to the Black Album, people listen to Blueprint, people listen to Reasonable Doubt. Like, there's so much Jay-Z music out there that people still go back to. And I'm, I don't blame them. They hold up incredibly well. Now, 
the problem with this is well, the problem with longevity and the current era that we're in is that the concern is people don't have music that's gonna sustain it and last a while i don't know why i keep looking at those shoes um but you know there's <clears throat> sorry there's i mean we just got out of like the soundcloud rap era right so when i or well when i started doing bar for bar people like lil pump had just had a gucci gang come out and i think that was kind of the peak of soundcloud rap like that sort of soundcloud rap not the soundcloud rap that's actually good and lasting but even then it's like how long did you listen to gucci gang for like one year at most and it's not like a song that you're going to throw on all the time because it's obnoxious but people still listen to it but if you look at it now how many people are actually looking for new little pump and I think that's entirely because his music didn't have lasting power. It was there. It was in the moment. It was fleeting. It wasn't meant to stay relevant. It was something that was meant to make a quick buck and then dip. So that's kind of what this whole discussion is about. Like, how do you change that? Well, if you make oven wrap, I guess. <laughs> like, if you put in the love and care and using proper ingredients and stuff like that you'll have something that people will enjoy for a, a decent amount of time i mean like i said jay-z and nas they've have they've had music that came out in the 90s that i still listen to because it's dope like it just stands the test of time now <clears throat> this is not to say that all music of this era is bad because this is kind of the era where people can be a little more experimental i'd say people can play around and try different things and not really not really be thought of negatively for doing so so take for example eminem over the last couple of years he has shifted his sound well, not even the last couple of years, it's been a while now, but he had shifted his sound from something that's super dark and just, I guess, murderous, like, re really horrorcore, but, like, actual horrorcore, not, like, ICP horrorcore. Um, he switched from that to something a little different, more, more jokey. I mean, he was always, he always had that, but also very technical. And, I mean, that's, part of Eminem I think that's just he had to I think he said he had to relearn how to rap so I don't blame him he just kind of went to the core of it but you know it does his music that he dropped recently like in like recovery up till now like does this era of Eminem hold up to everything relapse and prior not really not to me I mean, if you, if you feel like it does, sure. I mean, go for it. I mean, I liked Music to be Murdered by. I liked, not the deluxe, I liked the original. Um, I liked Kamikaze, but it still doesn't hold up to the other albums. And in fact, I haven't really even gone back to listen to them at all, which 
Yeah, I mean, that, it is what it is. So you have people like Eminem who can switch up styles like that. And, you know, it's fine. It's fine. This is that type of era where, like I said, you can experiment. <clears throat> but the problem really comes when people are making this music just to get a quick buck. And that's what a lot of, a lot of people are doing. Like, I don't actually know any TikTok songs, but people are doing that shit. Like, people are making music specifically for TikTok to get all those clicks and all those listens. Because that's where it's at right now. I don't blame you. I get it. <laughs> you got to make the money. But that, I don't know, it's just not sustainable, I'd say. So that's one thing. The other thing that you can kind of get into from this is how accessible an artist can be. With this, I mean, the main reason I wanted to talk about this is because uh, Z from DJ Booth had tweeted it out. His tweet actually said, Far too many artists believe the allure of inaccessibility is cool. It's not. There's no need to make it difficult for people to easily con connect with you or a manager. Either add an email address or to your social media bio or open your DMs. Help people help you. Now, the people that he's addressing here are not people who um, are longtime recluses like Kendrick or Frank Ocean. He's talking more to the people who are newer. Like, if you are new in rap, you can't really afford to be inaccessible, like he says. And to me, the inaccessibility goes more than just beyond, like, having people contact you. Like, yes, that is one huge step that you have to have. Like, if you don't include a way for people to con contact you, like media people there's something weird like you can't you're, you're limiting your growth you're only hurting yourself there because these people in media are going to be the ones that are going to be talking about your music and promoting it like and you know it, it, publicity is publicity it helps right so by not having that information readily available you you're really just hurting yourself a lot of the time now the other thing with that is at least the way that i was thinking of it originally is that if you are someone like Kendrick Lamar, Frank Ocean, J. Cole, who rarely post anything on social media, that can also hurt you. This kind of goes into the discussion I had about deluxe albums and how they're really just to keep people's or keep the artist name in people's mouths. By staying somewhat active on social media, people are going to keep talking. But that doesn't really always help everyone. For people like Kendrick, J. Cole, and um, Frank Ocean, they they can afford to do that because that is the persona that they have created. They are the type of people who just kind of disappear for a few years and drop music. And the reason that they can afford to do that is because they came up in a different era. They came up in an era where social media was still very new. I mean, we had Facebook and MySpace prior, but those weren't really the best ways to promote yourselves at that point. I mean, Twitter was around too. Um, but yeah, like I said, th those weren't really the best ways to promote yourself at that time. At that time, you still relied heavily on advertising via commercials and just pop-ups and billboards and stuff like that. But now we're, especially in the last year, 
in a very digital age. So we can't really do it that way. But again, even those artists, like I mentioned, they didn't even do that much then. They are just, <laughs> they're basically getting by on their merits alone, which good for them, really. They're lucky. But artists today can't do that. Some of them can get away with it, like people like Corday. Corday got, Corday has a good balance, I say. He kind of disappears, but not entirely. Like, you know, at least with this four pack that he dropped, he was a little bit more present, you could say. Like, he didn't just drop it and disappear. Like, he's still talking about it. And even a little bit before that, you know, he was kind of around. But, you know, he he did also have that moment where just not there. Where did he go? I don't know. But he can do it well because that's him. Like he was able to do it and succeed. People like Boogie, though, can't really do that. And that's a little bit of a mix between the label handling his promotion for his last album. Uh, but, you know, that's... Boogie should be one of those people that spends a little bit more time on social media, but sometimes doesn't. Like, he, he kind of does it in bursts, I feel. And I hope with this next album that he's releasing, one, I hope Shady actually promotes it well, and two, I hope that he promotes it well. Because, I mean, I don't know him personally, but... It, to me, it makes sense for the artist to be like, okay, well, let me put in a little bit of effort. Let me promote this. Let me, you know, do that thing. But some artists, you know, they're just like, eh, I'm not about that. I don't want to do that. That's where you have the label step in and people who handle that handle that. I mean, I'm similar in that manner where I don't like to promote myself very much. But here we are. <laughs> now... These two tie in together really well because you can't really have longevity without having a presence, right? If you aren't there, how are people going to know that you exist? How are you going to keep your music out there? It's hard to say. I don't have the answers for that. <laughs> but it's something that we need to think about. And I mean, artists especially because it's their business. I mean, I'm just someone on the internet talking about music, and you guys are people just listening to music. I don't know if you're actually artists or not. If you are, hey, what's up? But it's something that, you know, people need to think about for sure, because you have to find some sort of balance between promoting yourself and being visible to the public eye, but also putting in the effort into your music and making dope music that lasts. But, I mean, you don't have to. No, no one's saying you have to. Although I just said that you have to, but you don't have to if that's not what you want to do. If you want your music to last long, then you, have, you do have to put a little bit more work into it. If you're just trying to make a quick buck, fine. Do whatever you need to do. But I'm assuming that most artists are in the music industry because they like music and because they want their music to last longer. So that's where I'm at with that. If you are in that camp, there's you, you got to put a little bit more work in sometimes and it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. I totally understand. 
Now, as far as longevity goes, there are artists that I feel people feel do it differently. Like, like I mentioned briefly, like the deluxe album thing. Deluxe albums were really meant originally for me to have extra songs for people to listen to. Not necessarily the best songs because they didn't make the album proper. I mean, why would they keep the best songs behind a paywall? That actually makes a lot of sense, though. Um, but the point is to give the fans more music. But nowadays, it really feels more like a cash grab. And it makes sense because you're creating some sort of longevity for yourself in that way. You're like, hey, remember that album that I dropped that everyone seemed to like? Here's a deluxe version. There's more songs on it. Personally, I ne- I don't really go back to deluxe editions very often. Or ever. I think the only deluxe album I've listened to was Music to Be Murdered By, and I didn't like that. But, you know, it makes sense. If you are putting out music and you want people to keep talking about your music, put out more music, right? But that could also be harmful because that goes into the other thing where you're not putting out quality music or music that will actually last. So, you know, it gets a little tricky, for sure. Like, you're creating your own longevity in that sense, where you're just going to keep putting out music. But at some point, people are going to be like, yeah, I'm not into that anymore. And then you just kind of fade into obscurity, right? So, it's you have to figure out what it is that will make you last. And it, I personally still think that it comes down to putting in the effort and putting out music that you know you put a little bit of love into you put some blood sweat and tears into it like you're cooking this beautiful casserole or casseroles ain't beautiful why would i say that <laughs> like basically you, you're cooking a nice dish you're gonna put in the effort you're gonna make some some dope music like you're putting in a little bit of you into that music i mean i saw you sweat right into that bowl like that sort of music Whereas, you know, a lot of people nowadays are like, let me bust this music out real quick. And hopefully people on TikTok love it. Like, yeah, sure. That makes sense because that is where the money is at right now. But will that help you in the future? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) No one knows yet. We're not in the future yet. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully you can still get revenue from that. Like later on. And like it's hopefully it's not like you're wasting your time, but to me, I feel like you still need to, you know, do a little bit of more work and maintain some level of accessibility on social media. You don't have to be super open and be like, yeah, I'm going to talk to all my fans and respond to everyone and like everything and retweet everything. Like you ain't got to do that. Like as long as people see that you're active, I think that's enough. Like, if you see people on social media who make music in the studio, that's enough for me. Like, I just saw, what was it? I think I just saw Kelani, SZA, and Lizzo together. And I was like, that's awesome. They're going to put something out. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of, like, all three of them. I like them. I really like Kelani, and that's about it. But, I mean, SZA's cool, too. Don't get me wrong. She's I still like Kaylani more. But 
I guess that's Bay Area bias, but <laughs> but regardless, I saw that happening and I got excited. That's all it takes for some people. Like, just put out, just take a picture. Like, I know um, it was Jid, Guapdad, Buddy, and I think Denzel Curry in the studio together recently. I'm like, yo, this is going to be amazing. And even if we don't get music from it anytime soon, the point is you've gotten people excited. I know damn well I'm not the only one that's excited about that. Like, just seeing people in the studio. So, that's where I'm at. Like, that's all you have to do. <laughs> you know? You just have to take a picture. Just a quick pic and be like, hey, we in the stew. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, you know, I'm very easy to please in that sense. So, But, you know, that's all I got for this before I start rambling and talking in circles. You know, because I do that. Before I wrap up, um, this week is going to be slow, I feel. I don't have much to review. I'm, um, the only review I have planned is Crisis is Our Crisis. So let me know if you want me to review something else, I guess. I'm definitely going to do a breakdown or two. Well, I mean, that's just kind of how things go. Because people just drop music at random, and I'm just here. So... Why not? But yeah, Weekly will be back this week as well. And, uh, oh yeah, I have to do, yeah, Book of Doom. That's coming out. Mad Villainy. It's going to be a dope one. So make sure you're subscribed for that. But, like I said, that's all I got. I'm going to stop rambling now. Let me know in the comments below what you think of this topic. And what longevity means to you as far as music is concerned. Or specifically hip-hop. Because I feel like this is a topic that should be discussed more and it kind of comes up every once in a while and then people dismiss it so let me know what your thoughts are also remember to like subscribe if you want to see more content like this and podcasts where i ramble for 20 to 30 minutes about nothing (laughs) because there are podcasts like that (laughs) thank you for watching and please stay safe out there